My name is Lex, and this week on Spidey Signals, me and my co-host Alex discuss Universal Studios, the amazing adventures of Spider-Man, the No Way Home trailer, and what's next for the final stretch of the season. Get ready for the most dangerous night of your life, because it's time for Spidey Signals. Welcome back to Spidey Signals, the podcast where two guys with the same name talk about Spider-Man. I'm Lex. And I'm Alex. Last week, we uh, watched six uh, little sampler episodes of uh, Toei's Spider-Man with uh, Brian Alexander, and that was a lot of fun. That was a great show. It really was. Um, I really love it when it's something all three of us can really, like, or even both of us can dissect and get into and and talk about all the moving parts of, but like, I especially enjoyed the aspects of you and Brian, especially being, you know, uh, I'm not super versed in the the terminology. I'm just going to say common writer esque shows that, that genre, uh, Toku. Yeah. Um, Toku. I know you got nuts about it, so it was nice to be the, I'm nuts about a lot of weird little hyper fixating things. So it's nice to, I don't know breathe in other people's stink from it if that makes sense yeah it's toku is a thing that i've enjoyed for many many years and it's fun to actually talk about it on on this podcast especially because you know uh the toei spider-man show is one of the the big ones that gets talked about a lot Absolutely. Uh, this is we're gonna have a pretty short episode the thing we're talking about is literally only five minutes long uh but before we get into that, we do have something that we want to talk about beforehand, which is uh, we're recording this on the 17th of November. It won't come out till Friday. But yesterday, uh, the the new uh, No Way Home trailer came out. Yeah, uh, I kind of planned my whole day around it. I had a, an evening shift at my job, and I texted my manager ahead of time saying, hey, look, I'm going to do my job, but at 830, there's a Spider-Man trailer, and I'm going into a dark room where there's no one else to watch it on my phone you're going to have to deal with this fact. I was, uh, I was in a big group chat with a uh, uh, friend of the show, Jackson. Uh, we were all playing Halo, Halo infinite together. Uh, and I was just, I was literally just watching the clock the whole time we were playing it. Uh, and then it, as soon as, as soon as it hit seven 30, Jackson, and I left, went to a different call and just watched it together. <laughs> That's uh, great. It was, whew, it was a lot to talk about. My uh, my manager is a pal and and gave me the time to and actually listens to the podcast once in a while. So thank you, Madison. Oh, let's go, Madison. Friend of the show, Madison. Uh, so I guess Alex, what what are your sort of general thoughts on this uh, uh this trailer that came out? I'm really happy uh, with most of the trailer. Uh, I, I'm happy that they're leaning into giving us more. I'm gonna just come out and say that I'm really glad Toby and Andrew weren't in the trailer. Um, yes, it's, yes, it's it's pretty much like you have to be really naive to not think that there's even even at the bare minimum, we're talking post credits, but there's a more than very much more than zero chance that the plot is going to hinge around Toby and Andrew being part of this somehow. I'm really glad they didn't blow the load here and we're we're building up to it. Uh, yeah, you, really it's, it's one of those things. It's it's like a lot of the end game stuff where you got it. You got to save it for the trailer. Yeah, it just makes commercial. Save it, save it for the movie. I mean, perspective. Um, 
I I was happy to see a glimpse of the lizard for real. Um, happy to see Sandman. Super happy to see Electro redesigned with like a nod to the classic mask and the Tims of power. Um, thrilled with that. But honestly, the biggest takeaway for me and most other people was, uh, you know, Molina and Defoe back in full force. We saw oh. the Goblin costume. We haven't seen an unmasked Defoe yet. That's what I'm really, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I'm a defender of Sleepy Toby. I, I, I do like his performance and parts. But what I'm really thrilled about them pulling Raimi ideas from is, is mostly wrapped up in Molina and uh, Defoe, especially. Uh, if you listened to this before, you know that that's probably hands down my biggest, most favorite villain is as Defoe's Goblin. Uh, oh yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree. I, I love I love Defoe's Goblin. This uh, is long awaited. Uh, this is gonna be great. Yeah, as as for me, uh, it looks. Not only does it look like it's gonna. Uh, Obviously, you know, now on Twitter, everyone's coming out of the woodwork for their, their hot uh, Spider-Man takes, most of which are, are shit. Of course. Uh, the only people that are allowed to have opinions about Spider-Man are people who have podcasts about Spider-Man. So, us. I want podcasts. Podcasts of Spider-Man. <laughs> only us. Uh, but <laughs> The two most valid people named Alexander on the internet. Exactly. Um, but I, I, I'm re- I really, really liked what I saw Jackson, uh, who also watched it with me, uh, we, we both really, really enjoyed it. I like that they're 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 doing what I wanted them to do. Uh, when we, if you remember way back uh, at the finale of last season, where we talked about our, our sort of what we wanted from this movie, they're going for that darker feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's obviously you know, like I said, it's the end of Peter's high school days, so it's a lot darker. We're gonna get into the heavier stuff. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of rumors and things about stuff, but it looks like it's going to be, you know, kind of a heavier movie. Peter looks like he's going to get f- going to get fucked up. But yeah, every everybody looks really, really great. Jamie Foxx is a, what they've done with the redesign for Electro is uh, wow, it's fantastic. It's really great. I can't wait for that art book to come out. Uh, like I've said oh, before yeah. on this podcast, I have the art books for Homecoming and uh, Far From Home, so I can't wait to add the No Way Home one to my collection. One, one other small thing I'm looking forward to about it is you, you get a lot of hot takes about the whole like Iron Man's shadow over the whole character of Spider-Man in this MCU one. Far From Home was really about getting away from that, but uh, this is the most removed from that, so I'm really yeah, happy. Yeah, like this has that. this has nothing to do with any of that. So if yeah. anybody if I see anyone making that argument about this, I'm going to kill them. Yeah, that there that foothold no longer exists for that argument. So let's As, let's go. It was tenuous at best, even in Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, now it's like you can't even make that argument. Absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot, a lot of fun. And I, I really, really can't wait to dive into that movie. It's only a month away from when we're recording. Oh, yeah. A month away. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have to wait a week, at, a week after it comes out, we'll, we'll you and our episode comes out, because uh, the day it comes out in theaters is when our, our Master Planner Saga episode comes out. Mm-hmm. No, it's all perfectly planned. Unless they delay the movie, then I'll be upset. I'll probably, if everything goes according to plan, I'll probably have seen the movie twice at the very least by the time of recording, just to have everything as as concise as possible. 
The real problem I've been thinking about is how the fuck am I going to go to a movie theater and take notes? Is that going to be a thing? Are they going to put it on Disney Plus? I don't think they I, are. I, I distinctly remember, this is much more passion and, and ambition than me, but there was like a some internet story I read about some girl that did like a screen accurate X-Wing costume in 1977 by taking oh, yeah. fucking legal pads and shit into a th- showing of Star Wars and just sketching it for the like 30 minutes of the movie those costumes are on the screen. So, I mean, between that being 50 years ago and, and shit, I, I, I think I'll manage somehow. I'll, I'll, at worst, cobble together some internet synopses from cam rips or something. We'll, we'll make it work. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, but yeah, now that we've gotten that little brief discussion about this new trailer out of the way, there, there's a lot more stuff we could speculate on, but we're going to save that for when we actually talk about the actual movie. Uh, I completely forgot to talk about the uh, the animated TV show that got announced, too, for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, if you don't know, along with the No Way Home trailer that just came out, uh, a couple days before that on whatever Disney Plus Day, whatever it was called, uh, they announced that they're making an animated TV show that takes place in the MCU called Spider-Man Freshman Year. It's basically a prequel show. It's basically just doing the origin, uh, but as an animated TV show, like prequel for the the movies. Which is like the only option they have in terms of origin story at this point, because I don't think anybody wants a de-aged Tom Holland. Yeah, for me, I feel like the the origin is a very damned if you do, damned if you don't thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because, you know, as we said before, we're totally fine. At least Alex and I enjoy that they kind of skip the intro, the the origin because you already know what it is, blah 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 blah. But of course, there's also you know that classic contingency of computer whiners uh, who are like, "Why didn't you show Uncle Ben?" I have to see Uncle Ben get splattered with to... a three fifty seven, or I have no investment. I gotta see it. Uh... But, you know, it's it's a way for them to be pleased without having to interrupt one of the, the stories in the movie. Uh, I'm sure they'll make I'm sure I, I still feel like they're going to make an, or an actual reference to Uncle Ben in No Way Home. They have to, mm-hmm. especially if, you know, the rumors are true and uh, Toby and Andrew are actually in the movie. Uh, they, they've got to at least mention it. Mm-hmm. For sure. So um, it, it'll it'll be a way it'll be a way to show the origin without having to, you know, clog it up in the actual movies. The one you know, image people we've still, seen, people people will still find a way to complain about it. The one image we've seen so far when it was released uh, indicates that it'll have like a Ditko looking kind of yeah style to it, um, like a very clearly a little like Ditko cartoon Tom Holland, big circular glasses. Um, one thing I only thought about sweater, like sweater days, vest days after the fact, I was literally carrying in groceries with my partner, and I turned to them and I said like unprompted. I just realized in freshman year they're going to be using the pajama suit the whole time. Oh yeah, they have. They have like it's, it's something to. that struck me after the fact, and that honestly made me even happier. That's because that's going to be fun. Suit. It's it's a, it's a fun suit because the actual regular Spider-Man costume doesn't get announced until fucking uh, announced. It doesn't show up until Civil War, so that's going to be yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I'm I, ex- I, as I've said before, I always like. As much as I, you know, am fine with them skipping the intro, the origin, I always like to see it. So it's it'll be fun. Yeah, it's a good compromise. If they had to do something, this is the way to do it. Uh, all right. But this week, we're talking about something completely different. 
Uh, we're talking about a theme park ride. Uh, specifically, The Amazing Adventures of Spider-Man. This ride first opened on May 28th, 1999 in Universal Studios' Islands of Adventure in Orlando, Florida. Uh, it's also been released in Universal Studio Japan in their uh, their New York City section. Uh, I don't actually have a date for that one. I think it's in like 2004, I want to say. It's a common thing you run into in New York is Spider-Man. Exactly. Uh, this ride was designed by Universal Creative, so their in-house staff. Uh, the ride vehicles seat 12 people, three rows with four riders in each row. There's a, there's a 40-inch height requirement. It'll be 40 inches tall. Uh, the ride itself is five minutes long. It's a 3D ride. You put on your little funny little 3D glasses and you ride the ride. Uh, as for our cast, we've got Chris Edgerly as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man and also J. Jonah Jameson pulling double duty. I, I don't think I, that's, man. that's straight up. I don't think that's ever been done before uh, where somebody played both jo- Jameson and Spider-Man. Other than like fan projects, probably. Uh, Spider-Man 2.1. Uh, briefly, J.K. Simmons puts on. The I Spider-Man guess you're right. Game. Yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> J.K. Simmons. Uh, we've got Roger Bumpass as Doctor Otto Octavius slash Doc Ock. Uh, Bill Fogerbaki as Morris Bench slash Hydro Man. Uh, Pat Fraley as Ned Leeds, our old friend Ned Leeds slash Hobgoblin. Candy Milo as Donna Diego slash Scream, and Jim Wise as Max Dillon slash Electro. Uh, yeah, Alex, do you have any sort of personal experiences with this theme park ride? Matter of fact, I do. Um, I have been to Universal Studios a couple times. I I live in North Central Florida, so uh, Orlando is only about two and a half hours from me. I have friends that live there that are uh proper noun theme park people and i occasionally go and do stuff with them uh once in a blue moon i think maybe every other year or so i i'm not really a theme park guy and i haven't been since covid so that's going to be something to try someday i guess but uh in high school uh we regularly took like a yearly band trip to uh universal i was in jazz band for three years and uh i rode this ride just about every year we went. Uh, I don't. I don't have any like majorly distinct memories of it outside of one year, where they made the weird guy be in our group. Uh, for context, this guy would regularly watch like hentai on his phone in band class. Uh, what the fuck? Total weirdo. Um, he made national news a few years ago for trying to assault a girl and saying the devil made him do it in his body. Uh, that guy rode the ride with us and he thought that it was like an actual like live moving coaster like the effects worked on him uh, is what i'm trying to say there's a simulated 400 foot drop in this ride and he was convinced that like it was real uh incredible that's that's the main takeaway i had from this ride was like jesus christ it worked on name redacted uh but it's it's a fun ride. I enjoyed it. There's a great little shop at the end. If if you're a, a consumer dork like me who likes things with Spider-Man on them. Um, I'll get into more of that when we get to our trivia segment. But I, I have ridden this ride a few times and uh, nothing but positive memories and feelings about it. Uh, it's it's a fun little dark. R- I, I do like dark rides, admittedly. Uh, I'm not crazy about like dark ride element stuff. Uh, 
Universal loves to do those kind of things. My partner is yeah. a, is a Harry Potter person, and we've been to that park once. I want to say they have a similar ride with like 3D elements and stuff that intermingle in the dark segments, and I'm just not nuts about those kind of rides. I think. Uh, yeah, I, 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 th- like I think. I think the reason that they do all those 3D elements and stuff is just because it's cheaper than uh, building the actual physical parts. Oh, much cheaper. It's just easier to make little CGI movies. Uh, Which I should note, um, Universal's never revealed how much specifically and exactly they spent on this, but it's yes, been speculated that's... that it was uh, in the neighborhood of $150 million. Yeah, for, for Universal, who was a notoriously before Harry Potter, uh, not known for being a very uh, bendy company in their uh, theme park division. It's, uh, you know, they, they, they pulled out all the stops for this. Yeah, that's that's a that's a Hollywood movie budget they spent on this and it keeps making the money. So, hey, if it works, it works. It works. It works. Uh, as for me, I uh, I've been to, on this ride a lot. Uh, when I, ever since I've been a kid, I've gone on a lot of vacations to uh, Disneyland and Disney World uh, down in Orlando. And uh, uh, also, you know, occasionally every, you know, once a, for one day in that sort of uh trip we usually take a, a little brief uh uh aside to universal and i always try to ride the spider-man ride because it's great i think the most recent time i went was on a vacation back in 2019 right before the oh wow. right before the pandemic back in march of 2019 i remember riding the ride of course but now i feel like as i've gotten older uh it's a lot easier for me to get like sick on rides so i was oh, a little sure. bit kind of whoa at the end because they spin you around a lot on the ride yeah, I, I I do remember being pretty disoriented after getting off of it myself. But it's uh yeah, it's it's a really 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 great ride, and I love it a lot. And I also remember it back uh, when I was way younger, before they did the re uh, remodel, when mm-hmm. the the CGI and it was really shitty, and it was great. Yeah, my times riding it would have been post remodel. Uh, mine would have been in maybe 2013, 2014. And I, uh, I'm more of a theme park person than Alex is, but I'm not one of those, you know, freaks or weirdos that I'm not like a Disney adult who's like, it's my <laughs> home or whatever. Uh, I'm not, I swear to God, people, I'm not yeah. one of those people. Uh, but I, I, I have, uh, I guess a bit more knowledge of, of theme park related stuff than Alex would. Uh, and speaking of Alex, uh, do you want to take us through the, the, plot question mark of this uh this ride i guess we could start in the the intro the line before you even start yeah absolutely that's how i have it set up actually yeah um so in standard theme park ride procedure the queue line is uh themed to everything uh it's a daily bugle building uh which takes you from the greater marvel superhero island at islands of adventure into the ride proper um there's video footage on the walls and little TVs that uh, guests are shown footage of the company's good reputation, uh, touting a new high tech news gathering vehicle, the Scoop, uh, which is the ride vehicle Lex previously described. Silver and blue roundish uh, thing that you sit in um, after walking through the. Sorry, one thing I love about this queue uh, is that it's in the Daily Bugle offices, and they've like they haven't really changed it all that much before uh, they remodeled it. They didn't they didn't change it before uh, a whole lot. So it's like in these like garish like purple and green colors. It looks like mm-hmm. it's not. They take a lot of influence, especially from the '90s cartoon. Oh yeah, it's all over the place here. 
Yeah, it's like the same sort of animation style. There's a big like Mark Bagley. Uh, I think it's Mark Bagley or somebody like that. It is uh, Spider Man out of the front of the ride. Uh, it is you know, and you know, all of Marvel Superhero Island is incredibly garish because it was all designed back in the '90s uh, when you know that that was sort of the the style du jour of Marvel. Uh, it it's it's a lot, and you know, you can you can tell that they've that when they did the remaster remaster uh when they when they did the remodel uh and they changed the graphics of the the uh the video they like muted the colors and you know instead of doc ock instead of having his like green and yellow thing he has a trench coat over it like the molina thing uh but i just i just love how you know they just they kept the cue as 90s and garish as it was before it just fits the spirit of the ride yeah it's 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 a it's an artifact of a different time, but it's still really fun. Yeah, so much so that you should experience it before they like go oh and change it like tomorrow. <laughs> I um, I mean, hey, because you know the with if you don't know, here's some theme park trivia for you. Uh, obviously, Disney is the one who owns the rights to Marvel in general, uh, but because Universal bought the rights uh, to Marvel theme parks back in the 90s, they have precedent in that area. And specifically, the, the contract that they have specifies that they can only use Marvel characters uh, in theme parks east of the Mississippi River. Uh, so that's why over in Disneyland in California, they have their big Avengers campus with the, the new Spider-Man ride that I haven't been on. Uh, I think it's like the, the web something or other. It's got Tom Holland in it. It's, it's based on the movies or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, but yeah, it's what it's one of the, it's their new fancy, you know, Disney ride. Uh, but over in Universal, they still have this old janky 90s ride uh, and we because love and we love it. Yeah. We, don't we love it, people? <laughs> because, you know, uh, Universal has the rights for it over here still. Well, as you uh, as you walk through the empty bugle office, uh, guests are treated to a quote unquote live video feed of news coverage. Five supervillains, not six, but five supervillains uh, being led by Doc Ock have lain siege to the city using an experimental anti-gravity cannon that Doc Ock has created. The sinister syndicate uh, steals the Statue of Liberty and threatens to destroy it if the city doesn't surrender it to them. Uh, As guests continue through the bugle offices, it becomes apparent that the reporters have fled. Uh, leaving editor-in-chief J. Jonah Jameson no choice but to send the guests to cover the story using the Bugle's new scoop vehicle, which is where the actual proper ride begins as you begin moving in the scoop. Uh, J.J. uh, says over the walkie-talkie, there's like an overhead footage, uh, overhead footage, overhead audio of him like talking to your walkie-talkie, that crime reports are coming in from all over the city. Uh... He then becomes outraged when he sees the spider signal in full display uh, moving across a brick wall and a fun little, you know, display moment there. You oh, see yeah. A shadow of Spider-Man like swinging away on the web, too. It's really nicely animated. So, yeah, uh, uh, the the way that this ride works is essentially there's little uh, sort of sets that are that are set up with like actual props and lights and things and mm-hmm. those are like sort of the, your transition areas that you move through in between the big parts where the scoop stops 
uh, and you watch a, a little 3D movie of, you know, Spider-Man swinging around or whatever. So if it's not like any animatronics or anything of Spider-Man, it's just these sort of these uh, still life uh, background sets that you move in between. It's all very impressive and all very uh, the art style is very unified. Yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty seamless. Seeing, between what you're seeing in the video and then what you're seeing physically as you transition from room to room, it's, it is very seamless. The whatever they were intending is pulled off to good effect. Yeah. Uh, Jameson notes that trouble can't be far if Spider-Man is near, uh, but trouble means headlines. So we're wished good luck. Uh, you don your night vision goggles, the, the big, clunky, fun 3D glasses. Uh, and the scoop leaves to the loading docks um, of Manhattan in a back alley where uh, Spider-Man does. Sorry, I lost track of myself here. Um, in a back alley, you encounter Spider-Man and he warns you that he is in for the most dangerous night of his life and warns the crew that, you know, he has come across here to be careful. Uh, this is where the synchronized effect stuff kicks in that's used to simulate Spider-Man like jumping on the scoop. It like vibrates, moves around. Uh, you nearly get hit by a trash truck uh, being driven by a Stan Lee cameo at a point yep. before you are taken to a warehouse where the Sinister Syndicate are holding the Statue of Liberty hostage. Uh, Electro is the one to spot you and attempts to shock you with a giant sparking wire. Uh, the scoop absorbs the electricity and vibrates and shakes around and then knocks Electro backwards, uh, flings him away. You pivot away and Scream, uh, the symbiote, attempts to shred you with her big, scary, giant claws as Doc Ock holds her back uh, and flings her out of the way before firing his anti-gravity cannon at the scoop. Uh, you're pushed backwards and you see a big uh, Statue of Liberty, like physical prop head in front of you, like bathed in big glowing green light. It's it's all very, again, on theme. It, it works. Yeah. Uh, before you're you're transitioned to the next set room, which is the uh, you spin around for a while before you take into the sewer uh, where Spider-Man is waiting and briefly exchanges some dialogue with you before Hydro Man appears behind him and slams a pipe into the scoop while Spider-Man attacks him. And the fucking uh, the ride sprays water all over you. Yeah, nice stinky recycled water for the ride. Uh, so 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 many waterborne diseases in there. You get cholera. <laughs> get get vaccinated. Spidey signals is a pro-vax podcast. This is true. Uh, following this, Doc Ock busts through a brick wall and attempts to grab the scoop's front bumper, preparing to attack with a flamethrower claw that he just has. Uh, yeah, he has, playing, he has like a reserve yeah. of propane in his body. Who knows? That, well, yeah, one of the claws comes up and fucking like shoots fire at you. And, you know, when, I, when you're a kid, you know, you, you think that theme park rides are real. Uh, <laughs> so I was when I was like a little kid, I was always scared that like I was actually going to get burned if I sat too close. Like, so I never sat at the front of the ride. Oh, that's so I great. always sat like in the middle or the back because I didn't want to get burned by Dr. Octopus. It's a thing that's going to follow you to this day. You're not going to sit too close to the front of the screen at, uh, at No Way Home because you don't want to get burned by Dr. Octopus. Who wants to sit at the front row of a movie theater? You're going to like break your neck staring up at the screen. I did once, actually, and it, it did suck. Yeah. Um, the bumper 
of the scoop breaks loose, causing Doc Ock to stumble backwards while you also plummet backwards uh, towards the river uh, where the Hobgoblin is there by the is, is it the Brooklyn Bridge? Is that where we are? It's the, the big bridge. Brooklyn or George Washington Bridge. It's a bridge. It's the New York Bridge. Yeah, the bridge uh, where the Hobgoblin uh, does a little rhyme and then tries to guess what? Throw pumpkin bombs at you. It's, uh, it's, the, it's the same bridge where uh, uh, the Green Goblin held those little kids hostage in Raimi 1. Choose. Suffer the little children. Uh, Spider-Man does the Spider-Man thing and catches the pumpkin bomb, but, uh, you know, it gets all up in your face uh, and a great little 3D effect because, of course, oh, probably probably my favorite effect in the whole uh, thing is when the pumpkin bomb flies at you and then Spider-Man catches it and throws it away. I mean, it just writes itself for a 3D Oh, yeah, ride. it's 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 it's, you know, it's, it's a very simple concept of 3D Spider-Man ride, but it makes it makes a lot of sense. As you're transitioning into the next room, uh, you look up into the right and there's a little like exploded like exit wound kind of part of the building where like the, the follow through path of the pumpkin bomb that's being lobbed that you would have gone and there's a flame jet that comes out of it. Yeah, that's uh, cool. it's a nice little physical effect and it's uh, probably the one I like the most. Um, it's it's it, it sells the uh, the idea of what you're watching on the screen being, you know, right, really real in front of you. Right. More than just a shake in an orange light would. It, it's a lot yeah. of fun. Uh, the scoop then moves to the streets uh, where Spider-Man is fighting Doc Ock in the rides climax here. Doc Ock lifts the scoop up to a simulated height of 400 feet using the anti-gravity cannon. It's actually a really fun effect how that works. There's like sliding panels that move up and down to simulate like the, the skyline moving as you move. It took me forever to fucking figure out how that worked. Because mm -hmm. I was like, how did how did they move it? In actuality, the, the thing you're in only moves 10 inches off the ground, which is fucking insane. Wow. Only 10 because it because the, the way that they what I read the, and the, watched, I, I watched a lot of like theme park type like dissection videos on how the tech in this works. If I got that right, it's only 10 inches off the ground. Yeah. Yeah, because because when they do the actual like drop from 400 feet and Spider-Man catches you in his web right afterwards, uh, they make that that sensation. You know, they, they pull it off really, really well. Absolutely. Um, actually, I, I, I integrated it into my description here. It's a, uh, a number of synchronized, uh, ch movable building sets, lighting cues, simulator movements, projections, and wind effects all, all together create that, uh, 400 foot, you know, rise and then fall. Yeah. Um, Spider-Man attempts to get the scoop down from the height, but is attacked by all the supervillains at once. Uh, they, they don't spend a lot of time showing you like the nitty gritty of him fighting them. Uh, but he does make his way through them, but not before Doc Ock, uh, disengages the anti-gravity device, sending the scoop down before it bounces off a rooftop and do a simulated free fall. Uh, until at the very end of it, as you're rushing down, you're rescued by a Spider-Man web, of course, uh, right above a manhole cover that says not an exit. I've always thought that was funny. Uh, another brief Stan Lee cameo. I I that's in the synopsis I cobbled together here, but I didn't quite catch where this one was. I know he's the announcer voice at the end, but I didn't see where this one's talking about. But supposedly, um, Spider Man has captured all the supervillains, webbed him up in a nice little cocoon, dangling from the ceiling. Doc Ock tries to smack him around one last time, but he gets webbed back into place. 
And as the vehicle pulls into the unload station, Spider-Man thanks the guests for their help and sends them back to the Daily Bugle, uh, where he makes a joke about uh, rigging the anti-gravity cannon to lift Jameson to the ceiling. Uh, You get a great little modern electric guitar rendition of the classic Spider-Man theme song, and Stanley tells you how to get out of your ride without causing a lawsuit. Don't, don't, Don't fuck it up! Don't break your leg, kiddo. Keep your hands in the fucking vehicle or else you're going to you don't want to get sued. (laughs) Your parents can't afford a lawyer to beat these people. You're going to (laughs) be fucked. And that's the ride. All right. Like I said, this episode's not going to be terribly long because there's not a whole lot to talk about. It's nice to have a breather episode with all the the staggering amount of stuff we've covered in just the first half of our our show this season. Yeah, and you know, uh, this is episode ten of the podcast. So that this means of this as of this episode, we are we are two thirds of the way through this this uh, final season. It doesn't really I, feel I, like that, mostly because we spent four episodes talking about one TV show. <laughs> it was a hell of a good TV show, though. Oh yeah. But uh, we're, we're, we're sort of we're here at the, uh, the, the two thirds point before we get into the fun facts, Alex. Yes. Uh, I guess we can sort of reflect on where we are and uh, what, what, we, what we've got next. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. What, what, have, what have you enjoyed the most talking about this so far? Oh, that's a really tough call because I've enjoyed all of it in a lot of different ways. Um. Comics wise, I think I think Spider-Man Blue is going to stay with me a lot longer, like in my head than Craven's Last Hunt. Craven's Last Hunt was a fun little Halloween read, but I still find myself like thinking about Spider-Man Blue once in a while. Which Spider-Man Blue is really just really happy. fucking good, and I'm glad we really, were able to kick off the season with that. Really happy to have acquainted myself with it finally. Uh, Clone Saga, not so much. Um, past that. Uh, I like we've said, I, I am really happy to have uh, finally not just dipped my toes, but made myself a certified spectacular Spider-Man guy. I got to say, uh, maybe I'm still coming down from the high of the last like two weeks of watching it, but I really have a soft spot for Toei Spider-Man now so much that I like I've said last week, I do think I'm uh, intending to finish it. Uh, it's 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 been a like we've said a lot, the season is about the wackier nooks and crannies of uh, the the content that exists in X amount of years of publishing and, and television and film, etc. I'm really happy that we've done this so far, and it's yielded a lot of results, both uh, both good and bad so far. I I know I already said briefly some stuff about Clone Saga, but I am so happy that I spared you some of the worst of that shit. Yeah, and you know, we we've still got one more day to talk about. Uh, oh yeah in the future one more episode one more half episode of self-flagellation because we're also going to talk about back in black oh yeah uh yeah i mean the uh, as of the the stuff we've talked about so far i think i think my favorite was was craven's last hunt just because i loved having jackson on so much oh that was a lot of fun yeah it's it's so great to have uh because I, I only met Jackson earlier this year, and it's just so great to meet somebody that you just immediately connect to with like that. That's uh, great. And, you know, just it, it was a lot of fun bringing him on. Uh, and you know, as, as of what we got left, which if you don't know, we've got left uh, Spider-Man: The New Animated Series, the MTV 
uh, CGI cartoon, which we're gonna have to fucking cram for that. And because uh, you know, in our in our uh, spectacular episodes, we talked about I think six, five or six episodes uh, an episode. But mm-hmm. here we got to talk about all thirteen of the one season, so we got to fucking oh, yeah. cram. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, my my synopses might be a little more succinct than usual. I'm not just gonna like type up a two sentence thing for each one, but like I'm not gonna like recap in depth all, all of it. We'll we'll talk about the broad strokes, stand out. We'll we'll t- we'll treat it like normal, but we don't want to have like a three or four ep- hour episode about this shit, right? Yeah, I mean, plus you know these next few weeks I've got finals and stuff, so it's gonna oh, be yeah. a lot of stuff going on at the same time. Uh, I, I, so I'd say you know. Real- probably more or less normal length. I just won't go overboard with details about the episodes. Yeah. You know, maybe episodes 12 and 13, which are back in black one more day and turn off the dark. Those might be a little bit delayed. Uh, those are extenuating circumstances that are really beyond my control. Of course. Uh, but it is what it is. Uh, after that, we've got back in black and one more day. Uh, and then Spider-Man turn off the dark with another guest. Uh, my good friend, Sir B it's he's, Oh my God. I, I've, I, I say this every time we talk about this episode. He's got something cooked up that I think is certifiably insane. I cannot wait. He's still working on it. Uh, he's got a couple weeks left to do it. But, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to just, you know, unleash this upon the earth. Uh, I, have, I have no idea what it's going to be like, but it's, it's going to be something. And then after that, we've got uh, the Master Planner Saga, which, as we said, is coming out the same day as No Way Home. Uh, and then, you know, we have a week to, you know, gather ourselves to actually watch the movie, take our notes, and do our, our, our thing. Uh, and then our final episode of the season, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Your Christmas gift is our Spider-Man No Way Home episode, which is going to be a lot of fun. You don't get a receipt with it. Alex, do you want to talk about the the fun facts for this theme park ride? I sure do. Uh, First and foremost, as far as the cast goes, um, Roger Bumpass, who we already mentioned, and Bill Foggerbaki are both alumni of uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. They are respectively uh, Squidward and Patrick. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's it's, it's really interesting to to see that. Uh, I think... Yeah, Bill 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 Fagerbaki, uh, especially has a very distinct voice. Mm-hmm. Even when you see him in like actual roles, you can hear it. That's him. Yeah, it's basically just his regular speaking voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, when the attraction opened at its Universal Studios Japan location, it was so popular that it caused park attendance to shoot up by 1.1 million people in less than a year. Jesus, uh, Japan loves Spider Man. But I mean, as we talked about last week, with good reason. Uh, when the ride first opened, the queue line had several news broadcast videos showing the Sinister Syndicate attacking the city by burning down buildings, attacking news reporters, and even making an attempt on the mayor's life. After 9-11, these clips were removed, uh, which unfortunately caused the ride to lose a lot of its story development. And it wasn't until after 2009 that these clips were finally restored uh, back into uh, the running. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously 9-11 changed, ended up, ended up changing a lot of things. We talked about it even before on the, uh, the Raimi one episode with, with that incredible teaser trailer that got removed because of the Twin Towers being in it. Yeah. What could have been? What could have been? 
Universal creative members uh, cited Back to the Future, The Ride, and Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time as being their inspiration for The Ride, as they always wanted to imagine what it would be like if both attractions were combined together, which is a dangerous line of thinking, but it uh, it proved results. I actually never uh, went to either of those rides before they got removed from the, the theme park. Yeah, I only, like I said, I had only been to the, the theme park after about 2012, 2013. So by the time I went there, Back to the Future had become the Simpsons ride, uh, which is what it is. <laughs> uh, I, don't for even, a brief, I don't remember what T2 has been replaced with. I think it has been replaced, but I don't know. I want to say it's Transformers now. Yeah, that makes sense. Despite the Q-Line footage using almost the exact same animation style and uh, as the 90s animated series, none of the voice actors reprised their roles for the ride. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just, a, just a big fuck you to them. It, it, it worked, you know. Uh, yeah. No, no royalties. Early designs for the ride showed it not even being a Spider-Man ride, but a Superman ride with the Q-Line going through the Daily Planet instead of the Daily Bugle because uh, a set is a set. Uh, this was because the initial plans for the park had it being a DC uh, hero-themed venture as opposed to Marvel, but after negotiations between Universal and Warner Brothers fell through, Marvel was ultimately chosen, and the planned 3D ride became a Spider-Man-focused venture. Yeah, and I, I mean, uh, I think all, all of DC's uh, theme park stuff, it's all owned by like Six Flags, I think, now. Which is like the low rent. Uh, it's like it's like not even in the same tier as like Universal or Disney. It's like way below that. Yeah, I've I've never been to one. It's very funny. Earlier drafts of the ride showed different villains being used than what we got in the final cut, such as the Lizard, Venom, the Green Goblin, and Mysterio, as well as the ride vehicles being Man. more generic looking cars. Personally, I think that roster sounds a lot better than what we ended up with. Um, it would have been it would have been fucking killer if they had Mysterio in there. Imagine that. Uh, yeah, and it, it is kind of weird that they had they had Scream over Venom. It's a weird uh, choice. Yeah, especially for like brand recognition and Hobgoblin over Green Goblin, too. In 99 pre movie. So I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh the last thing I have here is that the ride won to, uh, Amusement Today's Golden Ticket Award for Best Dark Ride for 12 years straight from 1999 to 2010 uh, and was only ousted by Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, another universal uh, outing, which is the one I talked about earlier, actually, the year after. Uh, so, yeah, that's. That's 12 years of, of dominating the market. Of don't even fucking try it because this ride from 99 is way better. Oh, yeah, it's 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 a fucking great ride. And, uh, you know, I, I hope I hope they keep it around and barely change it as much as possible. Oh, yeah, we, ha we, ha we have to retain it. Uh, that that whole Marvel superhero island is such a weird because if you go to like the. If you go to that that section of the park, all the costumes look like really weird. Uh, mm -hmm. And like vaguely cheap, like party city costumes. It's absolutely, especially, and especially compared to like you know the super professional stuff they got over at Disney, where they look essentially like almost identical to what the actual movie costumes look like. It's a, uh, it's a lot. It's it it's got that sort of a cheap charm. It's like watching an old B movie where you can see all the seams on the costumes. It's like yeah, almost, almost desperately trying to stay relevant, but in a in a pathetically fun way. Exactly. Uh, there is also, uh, secretly, one 
other Spider-Man ride that's not the Disneyland one or this one. Uh, it is called Spider-Man: The Ultimate Ride. Uh, it was it was it doesn't exist anymore. It was located at the Marvel Superheroes Adventure City indoor theme park uh, that was in of all places Niagara Falls. What the fuck? Okay, first of all, that's <laughs> that's the longest name I've ever heard ever. And secondly, what? Okay, so now, there's a YouTube video about it. I'll put it in the link in the description. Uh, if you want to watch it, it's good. Uh, obviously, T- Niagara Falls is a huge tourist destination because, you know, it's a, a big a place of natural beauty. So, of course, uh, what, do, what do people do when they, when they see a place of natural beauty? Let's set up a bunch of chintzy uh, theme parks and uh, hotels right by it so people can stay there. Uh, yeah. And one of them was an indoor theme park uh, themed around Marvel superheroes. There were like X-Men bumper cars, uh, <laughs> like a little. That's what they're known it, for. It, exactly. X-Men bumper cars. They got fucking, there was an incredible Hulk thing. Uh, but yeah, they had a, a Spider-Man, the ultimate they put ride. The incredible Hulk in a barrel and send him over the falls. Exactly. And you'll never guess what the ride actually is. It's a fucking light gun ride. You shoot little a little laser gun at little targets. Uh, and you ride you know, around. Like Spider-Man does. Like Spider-Man does. Uh, I think they're like themed after like web shooters, but they're little laser guns. You shoot them at targets. Uh, you have to help Spider-Man uh, save the city from a bunch of villains. It's really, it's obviously built incredibly on the cheap. Like even yeah. cheaper than what this was. Uh, I'm absolutely going to do some research on that. That sounds great. It is. It is so strange. It's such a weird thing. Uh, but now that we've talked about that, uh, I guess we can talk about our sort of overall thoughts on this ride. Uh, Alex, what, what do you, what do you, uh, what, what's your general opinion on the amazing adventures of Spider-Man? My general opinion is, is a strongly positive one. Uh, I have only a handful of times to speak of having ridden this, uh, but as opposed to a lot of the majority of the kind of ride it is, I, I'm more fond of it than those, even outside of it being a Spider-Man property type thing. The, they, with the simulated drop and everything, it's 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 really fun. It's really memorable. I remember more about it than, than I do its successor, the Harry Potter ride, where just about the only thing I remember is the giant spider that spits at you because it got like in all of our mouths and we were mad about it. Um, but with that said... Um, I'm a big fan of the ride. Uh, should I find myself in the area again? I'm definitely going to ride it at least once. Uh, it's it's a great representation of the character for as brief a time you're on there. You get a lot of classic JJJ beats. Um, good representation, I guess, of the villains that are there, if not nothing terribly memorable. Uh, overwhelmingly positive is, is, is my answer. Uh, it's just a good succinct brief little thing and it's not cripplingly embarrassing and uh uh not a not a black mark on the legacy like so many other uh attempted projects have been uh it's i think if anything time has proven that people like it love it maybe even yeah it's uh it's a really really great uh ride i I absolutely agree with you it's easily the best ride in universal studios other than maybe the hulk roller coaster that's also uh, a lot of fun. Universal Studios is, as somebody who doesn't is not a is, doesn't like Harry Potter really at all. Uh, Universal Studios is kind of like super lame uh, in comparison. Obvi- obviously, they've gotten uh, they've gotten a lot better with you know building a, a, a natural world in a theme park. Uh, but 
something about like the incredibly like chintzy and built on the cheap islands of adventure uh is is really really uh like the 70s uh spider-man movie with nicholas hammond there's something fascinating about it to me because it's so weird and uh not something you'd really expect uh i like i said i I went in this right a lot as a kid i love it so much uh never change amazing adventures of spider-man never change please just upscale just make it 4k i don't care never change uh, change back to the old models, the shitty ones. I don't care. Make it that. Yeah, make, make it back to that. Make uh, go back to the old Spider-Man costume where it looked even worse, uh, and all your actors had huge bulges. That's what matters. Go back to that. That's that's what that's what I come to Island of Adventure to see to see Spider-Man's huge cock. Well, until next time. Yeah, that's our show. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> if you've got a question or a comment that you want us to read on next week's episode, be sure to send it to us at our email address, SpideySignalsPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can shoot us a DM on our Twitter at SpideySignals. Next week, we are talking about the Spider-Man, the new animated series, the CGI MTV cartoon with Neil Patrick Harris as Spider-Man. It's something. Hey. Yay. Maybe I'll love it. Uh, Who knows? Friend friend of the show uh, and former guest Sperm Phoenix, uh, who's now just Phoenix is online. Phoenix is very excited to hear about this this strange television program. Uh, but it's go- it's going to be a lot of fun. I've never seen it before. I've only seen like little tiny clips of it. It's going to be it's going to be a p- peering into another world. Uh, what could have been, I guess. I, I think I caught exactly maybe two minutes of it on TV once when I was a kid, and I was like, this sucks, and just went to something else. So this we'll find out. Uh, but yeah, until then, stay responsible. Oh, bye. Keep your arms and legs inside at all times. Or we're going to sue you. In the mom, in the mom, in the spider mom.